What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the PropG Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the Future of Entrepreneurship, a PropG Pod special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the PropG Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. Same story, different city for the Braves, and this story was not an, an enjoyable tell at all for Atlanta. Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves on the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having a wonderful start to your Tuesday. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, and the podcast to be named later, all at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSBN, across all forms of social media, and free on all podcast platforms. Wherever you choose to listen, that's where we'll be for free. Just hit that subscribe button, and you'll get the latest content when it's available. My name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. So let's rewind to two weeks ago. The Braves were ending the month of May, what had been a tough month of May due to injuries, some inconsistencies, a tough part of the schedule. And so they go on the road to face against face off against the Oakland Athletics. And many thought, okay, this was going to be the opportunity for the Braves to get back on track. The opportunity to face the worst team in baseball and get back on track. But unfortunately, that was not to be the case. Back-to-back games of struggles, including a bullpen implosion in the second loss against Oakland, and the Braves lost two straight games to Oakland and dropped the series on the road to the Oakland Athletics. Now, to give the Athletics credit, they've been playing much better baseball as of late than they had previously, but that absolutely was an opportunity for the Braves to be able to put some wins together that they did were not able to do. Now, it should be noted that since then, the Braves have kind of washed away the bad taste that that may have left, you know, for some folks, because they, you know, coming into Monday night, they had won eight out of their last ten. They had just come off a seven-game winning streak. The Braves were playing much better baseball in the month of June, and it looked like that they were once again going to take care of business in a setup in which they should have, facing off against the Detroit Tigers on the road in Detroit, and it did not work out. The Braves entered the bottom of the ninth inning, up 5-2, to two, an inning and a half later, they lost the game 6-5. to five. A 6-5 to five loss to the Tigers, and in much of the same factors that impacted them in Oakland impacted them in Detroit. So the simple truth so far is, is that when the Braves face off against a subpar American League team on the road, it just is not a formula for success for the Braves. And this time around, it was a complete implosion by the bullpen. For much of the uh, you know, started the game, you know, the Braves looked like that they were going to be able to get the job done, to get the win. Charlie Morton worked through a bit of pain in the third inning, a gutsy performance, eight strikeouts over five and two-thirds innings, no earned runs, only three hits allowed, a great bounce-back performance from him, you know, after he had struggled over his past few starts. So it looked like that the Braves were in a good position to win. And the Braves' offense also was adding some success. Ronald Acuna Jr., a big two-run double to kind of open the game up. Michael Harris II finally finding some success on a night where he had four balls in play. 
over 100 miles per hour, he was able to connect with his fourth home run of the year. And so we're sitting here looking at a 5-2 to score going into the bottom of the ninth inning. But the problem is, is that the Tigers absolutely teed off on the Braves bullpen over four and a third inning. The Braves bullpen gave up 10 hits and six runs. Now, they didn't walk anyone, but they gave up 10 hits and six runs, especially in the ninth inning. The Tigers just could not be stopped. It would, they, they absolutely had Rysel Iglesias' number scoring three runs in the bottom of the ninth inning. Spencer Torkelson did the job mostly, a two-run homer in the ninth inning to make the score 5-4, to four, and then the game-winning single in the 10th inning. And so it was a, another bullpen implosion for the Braves, something that's not happened as often in June as it did in April and May, but a definite disappointing turn of events for the Braves. But again, there were some positives, right? You know, Charlie Morton's performance, seeing Michael Harris get some success, Ronald Acuna Jr. being a difference maker once again. So there were some positives in this game. And, and to be honest with you, the bullpen implosion overall, these things happen. You know, you definitely don't want to see them happen as often as they did in, in April and May, but a lot of that was due to bad luck. But just simply put, this was one of those games where the bullpen just did not have it tonight. And therefore, unfortunately, it led to a loss for the Braves. Now, I do think that if you look at this as just writing it off as a forgettable performance, flushing this one, moving on, these things type of happens, these types of things happen, you know, every now and then, I think it's fair to look at it from that perspective. But I also think that it's relevant once again to realize that this bullpen is prone to these type of performances. And we're also seeing that Rysel Iglesias is prone to these type of performances as well. So that certainly is relevant. I do think that this bullpen remains, you know, in terms of true talent, one of the best in baseball. But it does seem like they have a bit more tendency to implode than maybe many thought they did. And that is something relevant as the season continues to progress. But despite the fact that, yes, it was the bullpen that imploded, there are another concern that did come into play as well was the fact that the Braves had plenty of opportunities to extend their lead. They were 1-for-11 once again with runners in scoring position, and it comes back to the truth about the Braves, is that when the Braves are, you know, they did get a home run for Michael Harris late in the game, but when the Braves are not hitting multiple home runs in a game, their ability to get wins on a consistent basis, it may not be as high of a probability as you might think, because this team is below average in terms of its ability to produce with runners in scoring position. They've gotten better in the month of June than they were in May, but that is a critical area that the Braves need to continue to get better at as time goes on, because if teams are able to limit the ability for the Braves to hit home runs, that's a big significant boost to the opposition's ability to win games, because the Braves can go through stretches where they struggle with runners in scoring position. So the bullpen, you know, having, you know, just an uncharacteristic implosion, the inability to get runs across the plate, you know, with, with runners in scoring position, those two factors once again impacted the Braves on Monday night. And of course, there were a few other concerns. Uh, in the third inning of the game, Charlie Morton, unfortunately, experienced a bit of arm pain. You know, it seemed like he dealt with the trainer. Thankfully, he was able to work through it. He seemed to remain effective, you know, going back out on the mound. So hopefully there's nothing there, just, you know, a, a bit of, you know, a moment of pain that he was able to work through. The bigger concern is that Marcelo Zuna, who's been one of the hottest hitters in baseball 
Over the past month to six weeks, he unfortunately was hit by a pitch on the wrist on Monday night. It happened in the fourth inning. He left the next inning. Travis Darno took over the DH spot. And the reports initially felt, you know, pretty encouraging. The fact that, you know, he had tested negative in initial tests on his wrist. But after the game, Brian Snicker talked about the fact that, you know, there he was in a lot of pain. He, As a matter of fact, Marcelo Zuna couldn't take off, you know, the covering that he had on his wrist. And then it was reported after the game that he had gone to the hospital for further evaluation. So the initial tests being negative are encouraging. You hope that this is a day-to-day -day situation, but the Braves already have experienced a similar situation to this earlier this year. You know, when um, Orlando Arcia in April, he had, he was hit by a pitch on his wrist. The initial reports were negative. He wound up having a micro fracture and missed multiple weeks due to the injury. The Braves definitely would like to avoid Marcelo Zuna being unavailable to play for multiple weeks. So hopefully it's just a day-to-day -day issue, a pain tolerance issue that Marcelo Zuna will be able to work through, you know, over a matter of days instead of being out multiple weeks. We'll make sure to keep you updated at batterypower.com for the latest when it comes to Marcelo Zuna. So definitely a forgettable night. Just one of those nights, unfortunately, that occurs. Yes, it's happened, you know, more often than you may anticipate for a team as talented as the Braves this year. But thankfully, this has occurred after the fact the Braves have played much better baseball in the month of June. And the fact also that the Marlins lost as well, the Braves didn't lose, you know, any part of their lead in the NLE. So a forgettable night, put it in the past, move on and make the most of it. And the good thing is, is that despite the fact that the Braves certainly had struggles on the field on Monday night, there was plenty to be excited about when it came to the first round of all-star voting results on Monday. The Braves, once again, were real, well represented when it came to the National League all-star voting. So Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected, and 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What does it take to be an entrepreneur, and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the Prop G Podcast, and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business, and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of Prop G Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the PropG pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Monday brought with it news of the first tally of all-star votes for both the National League and the American League. You know, when it came to the all-star voting for the 2023 All-Star Game in Seattle. And it should be a surprise to no one that the Braves were well represented when it came to the National League voting. And this has been a year-in and year-out occurrence. And this, to me, is one of the biggest bullet points that you could put out there when it comes to showing proof that the Braves are one of, if not the best, fan bases in baseball. Year in and year out, for lack of a better way of putting it, there's always a Braves boost from Braves country that makes sure that many Braves are in contention for a potential all-star starter spot for the National League. As a matter of fact, in all seven of the positions that can be voted on when it comes to position players for the All-Star game, catcher, first base, second base, shortstop, third base, outfield, and DH, in all seven of those voting categories, a Brave is in the top three of voting. And when it comes to the outfield where you can vote for three, currently three of the top 11 vote-getters in the National League are Atlanta Braves. And of course, the news starts with Ronald Acuna Jr., who year in and year out now is becoming the clear favorite to lead Major League Baseball in all-star votes. He once again is doing it through this first tally of all-star votes, leading everyone, including Shohei Otani, who is the current top vote-getter in the American League. But Ronald Acuna Jr. right now is the overall top vote-getter in the National League. Joining Ronald Acuna Jr., as a starter, as of right now, who are leading, you know, the Braves that are leading their respective positions in all-star voting is Sean Murphy, who it's a great story for him being able to come to Atlanta and proving just how talented he is, arguably being the best catcher so far in baseball this year. He's leading catchers when it comes, nationally catchers when it comes to all-star voting. And then perhaps the most enjoyable, surprising, and just fun development is that your current Voting leader, your current leader for the starting shortstop position for the National League is Orlando Arcia. How awesome is that? Now, Arcia probably is getting more benefit from the Braves boost when it comes to voting than others. You know, his storyline this year in terms of what he could potentially do being a starter for the National League All-Star team is similar to what William Contreras did last year. You know, you remember last year, William Contreras kind of came out of nowhere, had a great start to the season. The Bra Braves country was able to support him by making him the surprise starter as the National League DH in the All-Star game. Well, that seems to be the case once again when it comes to Orlando Arcia. But make no mistake about it. Orlando Arcia definitely has put together a performance on the field that is worthy of consideration for an all-star spot. And with the Braves boost, he's getting the ability to potentially find himself as the all-star starter for the National League. And it's a great story and a big kudos to him. The fact that through much of spring training, we're talking about Vaughn Grissom, talking about Braden Shoemake, and then to the surprise of many, it's neither one of them. It's Orlando Arcia, a mere matter of days before the season starts, and he absolutely hit the ground running from day one. Yes, he ran into the wrist injury, but he picked up right where he left off, has been a steady presence in the field, has been an outstanding cog at the bottom of the order 
for this Braves lineup, delivering big hit after big hit, having a great offensive season, a career season so far. And so, yes, he definitely is deserving to be in consideration. And if he winds up being the starter, it'll be a great story for the Braves once again. But also want to shine the spotlight once again on Braves hitting coach Kevin Seitzer, who continues, and the Braves staff in general, they continue to do a great job of bringing in these talents who just simply were not, it was not working for them in other places. They bring them into the Braves' um, approach to the plate. They bring them into the organization. They work with them to change their approach, and it makes them significantly better than where they once were. From Josh Donaldson to Marcelo Zuna to Jorge Soler to others who have benefited from working with Seitzer and the organization, Orlando Arcia may be one of the better examples to date of a player who just was not working out elsewhere, but he came to Atlanta, had a good start to last season. He did fall off a bit, but he's picked it back up this year, shown some sustainability as being a, a, a really good contributor offensively, and he obviously has filled a needed hole that was left by Dansby Swanson going to Chicago in free agency. But just a, but just a huge shout-out. To Orlando Arcia, obviously don't want to, you know, make too big of a deal about it. You know, he's simply doing his job, and we'll see if he actually does earn the starting spot for the National League. But just a great overall performance for him so far, taking advantage of a situation, taking an area of need for the Braves, and making it a strength. That has been a great storyline for the Braves so far this season. And it's also awesome to see Sean Murphy, you know, emerge from, you know, the situation that he was with, you know, that he was in with the Athletics, coming to a contender and absolutely shining from day one as the Braves catcher. And then, of course, Ronald Acuna Jr. now finally healthy, proving that he this year so far has been the best all-around talent offensively in the game. So just a great development for the Braves. Again, not all that surprising, but really, really awesome to see that the three Braves that right now are in the lead at their respective positions to start the All-Star game, they're three of the better stories in the National League when it comes to position players, and hopefully they'll continue to produce to validate their spots as potential National League starters. But speaking of starters, that's going to be the key focus for the Braves on Tuesday night in Detroit. On the mound for the Tigers will be Reese Olsen, making just his third career Major League start. And he's done pretty well so far, you know, through his first two Major League starts. Ten innings, only giving up three earned runs. You know, has done well enough to put his team in a position to win both times out. He'll be making his third career start. And for the Braves, it, of course, will be Spencer Strider. Now, when you look at this on paper, this potentially could be one of the most favored games this year for the Braves. When it comes to betting odds, this could be one of the games where they have the best, you know, odds of winning of any game this season. But when you also look at the recent performance of Spencer Strider, the Braves and Strider really have to hope that he can take this opportunity facing one of the easier lineups, let's be honest, that he's faced in a while the hope is, is that this can be a start where Spencer Strider can kind of get back on track. Because if you remember, you know, as awesome as it was for the Braves to be able to win that 13-10 game against the Mets a few days ago when Ozzie Albies hit the uh, three-run home run to win the game, Spencer Strider gave up eight runs in that game. And as a matter of fact, since May 1st, 
Strider, in over 43 innings, has a 5.15 ERA. Now, his FIP and his underlying metrics suggest that he should be doing significantly better, but he's given up 17 walks, a 3.5 walk per nine inning rate over that time frame as well, and eight home runs. Strider has run into a stretch where he's given up. He has a, a bit of a concerning tendency of giving up home runs. Now, talent-wise, there should be, you know, very little doubt that Strider will figure it out again. The underlying metrics suggest he should be performing much better than his numbers suggest. But the Braves definitely have to hope that Strider will be able to find some success, get back in the groove against the lineup that he should do very well against, and he should be able to go six, seven innings, at least put together a quality start and put the Braves in a position to win. But here's the big thing that stands out. If the Braves want to avoid a situation like they had in Oakland two weeks ago, they just need to hit the ball with runners in scoring position. This is set up last night. They created plenty of run scoring opportunities. They just need to convert them. Creating the opportunities and then converting it. You know, that's that's been a you know, theme that I've talked about and others have talked about for multiple years now when it comes to this Braves team. This is a team built on power. And more often than not, that power gets the job done. But when it doesn't, I do feel that this team underperforms when it comes to getting timely hits with runners in scoring position. Allowing for Strider to have some runs to work with tomorrow will make it easier for him to find his groove and put together a really good start to get things going back on the right track. So the offense doing their part, converting the run scoring opportunities they create, should allow Strider to find some dominance against a lineup that just straightforward he should dominate and hopefully the Braves can get a convincing victory on Tuesday night. Can't thank you enough for joining us here on the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. Again, stick with us here on the podcast network as well as BatteryPower.com for the latest on Marcelo Zuna. We'll make sure to obviously keep you updated as news is available. You can find all the great podcast content at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSBN, across all forms of social media, and free on all podcast platforms. My name is Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. Until next time, go Braves. We'll talk to you again soon here on the Daily Hammer. What does it take to be an entrepreneur and how is it changing in our ever-evolving business landscape? This is Scott Galloway, host of the PropG Podcast and an entrepreneur myself. Right now, we've got a special three-part series running all about the future of entrepreneurship. We're answering your questions on work-life balance, how to raise capital for your business and more. Because when you're an entrepreneur, it's always important to look ahead at what's to come. So tune in to the future of entrepreneurship of PropG Pod, special sponsored by Mercury. You can find it on the PropG Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts.